Trials and tribulations, life can get rough. And through the storm, we'll make it just put your trust in him. No matter what you're going through, I know that I'll never leave you. You feel that you can't take no more. You may think you've seen it all. of the Get Happy with Jay podcast. I'm your host, Jutan Woods, and I have my amazing co-hosts, Karen Wilson and Michael Hurt, that are hey. joining me today. And the topic of discussion, I guess we're going to call this one kind of hot topics going on in the world of Christendom. There's been so much going on in the media and social media about different things involving a number of topics related to Christianity and to religion and so and I keep getting asked my opinion about all these crazy things because people know I'm a church girl still um, a, very much a Christian if you've you know been listening to this podcast any length of time you know that I'm definitely not uh, you know opposed to, to talking about my beliefs to a certain extent and so of course people want to know my opinion and I you know I haven't really been answering a lot of questions so I thought I'll save it for a podcast and I tell you I've been thinking about doing this show for the past month and it just seems like there's been like one crazy thing after another so I wanted to talk about things that are going on as it relates to religion and also uh, for people to maintain a healthy balance with what you hear and not having it really um, attack your uh, religious beliefs, your relationship with God, your faith, because you can have a crisis of faith if you let it when you hear all these different things going on. Now you guys are like, Jay, what are you talking about? We will break down uh, many different topics that have gone on and I want uh, you guys' opinions and then we will also wrap up by um, really encouraging people and how to, like I said, have a, a healthy balance to where your personal faith is not in crisis as you hear all the tomfoolery. <laughs> that's, that's an old-fashioned term that's going on as it relates to these topics. So we're going to get right into it because I think the biggest thing that really has affected me and made me angry uh, any number of times is when I look at what's going on with uh, Trump and his constant support and adoration from um, mainly white evangelicals who literally act like he's the second coming of Christ. He's the chosen one. They use these these terms Very true. and uh, when you juxtapose that about how they treated Obama like they treated Obama like he was um, the Antichrist mm -hmm. um, and all these things and so it can make you be so angry when you look at people like that and, and we'll talk about Paula White in particular who now has been given a cabinet seat 
by this president by this president and he is she is a charlatan uh question questionable uh morality at best and so let's just start there with how do you guys both think about um how evangelicals are um treating trump and uh backing up everything that he does including his racism and i think when it when it boils down to it that's the part that's a problem to me because i think at this point if you are that strong of a trump supporter i have to look at you and think Mm -hmm. are you a racist and when you look at evangelicals that's what i think it's like are you guys just a a, a big group of racists like what is going on how can you call yourself christians when trump represents the opposite of anything christian you know and, and and i'll just jump i'll jump right out of the box on that if i may um it is absolutely a black and a white thing bottom line you know, um, you know, you hear this term, white evangelicals. You know, and you at the same, when, you know, when I hear it, I don't want to, you know, just um, throw out this sweeping generalization. But at the same time, sometimes it's kind of hard not to, you know, not everybody is riding. I'm not going to say everybody that's in that uh, particular demographic is riding with Trump, but overwhelmingly, <laughs> they are. Mm-hmm. In, 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 you know, big numbers, you know, and, and Paula White, I just, you know, I, I am just, I, I have no idea what, what is that? You know what I mean? It's kind of like you're endorsing a racist. This man is misogynistic. He is a racist. He is filled with hate. Well, he doesn't you even like women. Your, you call yourself. <laughs> respect you, him You anyway. say you have a relationship with God, mm-hmm. but you're riding with him. There should be an old song back in the day in church. Don't let the devil ride. Okay. Because then he's going to want to drive. That's right. Okay. <laughs> he drive. He's driving now. He's driving. He's driving. He's, driving. He, he, he's got a little orange tint to him, yeah. but he's driving. <laughs> he's driving. He's driving. Yeah, for her to even come and align herself with him doesn't even make any sense. And I just saw something today on... Um, uh, I was late going to church today because I, I stayed home For and watched shame. all For my shame. political shows today and then walked to church instead of gotten a ride. But anyway, this show called um, Full Measure with Cheryl Atkinson and the the um, title um, piece was about this um, girl that is um, spearheading the that um, which I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't get any traction. She wants blacks to leave the Democratic Party, leave the liberals, and is calling herself uh, the the pied. Well, I don't want to use that word, but the um, the leader of Blexit, blacks leaving the liberal thing, mm. and they're all about Trump. She never even voted before now. She considered herself a Democrat, but never cast a vote. And so she's going to vote in 2020, and she says she's going to vote for Trump, which did, is— Did she say why? I mean, what Well, her, they feel that, that um, she doesn't feel he's racist. She feels that he—oh, uh, I can't remember <laughs> the wording she used. But, yeah, she, yeah. Just, she did not say that he was racist. Um, you know, they're like, they just take our vote for granted, blah, blah, blah. But my thing is, I was like, he doesn't even respect women. He doesn't even think you have a brain cell to rub together. So why would you even want to mess with this person? I have no idea. (laughs) I mean, it speaks to this broader issue of race and the church Mm -hmm. and how 
in many ways it's not addressed and and you guys have kind of heard me and and our listening audience um, talk about my background and how I was raised by my great-grandmother who was a missionary in um, her denomination and she didn't raise me to have any type of awareness about race Mm -hmm. it was just something that she did not discuss she didn't and you know she was elderly she lived through civil rights she lived through jim crow you name it and it was almost to her as if it didn't exist somehow and growing up and in the church they always use this term you're in the world but you're not of the world um they didn't uh talk about voting at all i never heard my grandmother mention voting and they just did not talk about race issues and as i got older and was learning things um from school more so when i went to college yeah not in galesburg (laughs) but when i went to college and started taking african-american studies and i was learning all these things and i was coming home and i was like well how come you never talked about blah 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 and you know she was just like that that old same adage would come up like you're of the world but you're not you're in the world but you're not of the world and it's like having blinders on and that's from the black church perspective and it's like and of course if some black churches aren't dealing with race then you know the white ones aren't and so what do you think about that because we grew up michael in the same denomination and i don't know if the church that you went to we were in different cities growing up yeah but if they kind of had that same mindset as well but that was how it was in my grandmother's church they just did not you know, address issues like that, yeah. which was like amazing to me looking back. I think a lot of that comes from, um, and I remember your great grandmother very well, incredible um, human being. Um, but a lot of that comes from the era, the era. Um, she was a product of a different time and dispensation. And this is not to defend anything, mm-hmm. but it was a mindset for people that were from that era. You know, you you know. I think I think the big mindset was, hey, you just lucky to have some bread and butter. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just lucky to have a butter biscuit. You know. Yeah. So. <laughs> butter biscuit. <laughs> you know. You know. As, 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 you know. As some sweet milk. <laughs> but 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 what I'm saying is, you know, and I remember, um, you know, just saying that jokingly, but seriously, I remember a scene from Roots. Which is which is a, a movie, I, I I don't think I'll ever watch again. I, I don't think I'll ever watch another slave movie. But anyway, that's yeah, I so can't. I haven't I, even I'm, watched Harriet. That's I'm a, another yeah. thing. But but I remember. Um, I think um, um, I can't even think of the actor's name. The guy that was uh, Kuta Kinte's uh, father, uh, kind of like his um, surrogate father. Um, no, no, not not well. It was well. It was it was. Um, I can't even think of the actor's name. Anyway, um, Louis Gossett. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. He was saying, somebody was trying, I think uh, Kunta Kinte was trying to get him to help him escape or something like that. And he was like, he turned his back on him. He's like, boy, you got to be kidding. I got pine wood floors and everything. You know, that's that butter biscuit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. Boy, I done came up. Yeah. A lot of slaves ain't got that. Yeah. I'm in good with massa. 
I have earned my meritorious manumission. Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, they say, and I've heard this for years that, you know, everybody knows who Harriet Tubman was for the most mm -hmm. part. Mm -hmm. They said she had to smoke so many of them before they could even escape because they were so yeah. brainwashed. Uh -huh. You know that they would have told yeah. on her. Yeah, I think somebody said she had to kill her one, kill her husband. Had to take him out. I'm not even 100 percent sure on that. I don't. Uh, but 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 you know, okay. I wouldn't you know, have like, You know, many she was a bad sister. Like she was. Yeah, she wasn't yeah. nobody's she joke. Was, no, she was not. But yeah, I, I think it was a mindset. Kind of getting back to that, I think it was a mindset, and I think it was more like you said, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. So I could a lot of things, a lot of a lot of things were mm, said to be sinful that was not. You know what I mean? And that was, that was, and even my father, God rest his soul, he was raised in the same uh, denomination uh, as myself. And he even said in his later years, he said, I don't think everything was a sin that they said. Well, he said, everything that they said was a sin may not have been a sin, mm -hmm. but it was basically safe. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, it's safe for you to, you know, um, not do this or do that. So you make sure you're, you know, you're in God's way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's just really interesting the great divide in Christendom along mm -hmm. the lines of race. Mm -hmm. And um, we've had a couple of recent boycotts that have come to light. Bishop George Bloomer, who was um, one of the biggest personalities on the Word Network, which is a Christian-based network right, right, um, right. that has evangelists, televangelists on there. And it is a network that, although it is primarily targeted to black households, and I think just about all the pastors on there are black, okay. and it raises millions and millions of dollars, you know, from donations, you know, how that goes. And um, the owner of the network is a Caucasian gentleman, and he got into it with this Bishop George Bloomer, and he sent him these uh, just horrific images of himself in blackface, of himself dressed as a pimp. Right. And just all sorts of uh, really negative imagery, making using the N-word, um, basically... Wow trying to buck break George yeah. Bloomer and keep yeah. him in line. Right. And so right. George Bloomer, you know, exited stage left. I'm off this network and went on to, with the help of some other people, start try to attempt to start a boycott of that yeah. network yeah. and bring about <clears throat> um, an awareness and an education of the fact that this man is a total bigot. Yeah. So how could you have a presence on this network? So that was a first boycott. Then mm -hmm. fast forward maybe a week or two later, and we hear Kirk Franklin, who is probably the biggest name in gospel music and has been for decades. Yep, yep. He's huge. Yep. And how he started a boycott of TBN, which is also another Christian network, mm -hmm. and the Dove Awards, yep. which is a mostly kind of white it's basically more, it's, it's white uh, christian yeah, award yeah. music award yeah, show yeah. and how he's been upset because there's been like at least two different occasions where he's been on the dove awards and he has made some like political statements about the plight of african americans and various for uh, various different reasons and they have edited out his comments every time they did it twice and the last yeah. time the first time he did it he said if you ever do this again right 
then we're going to have a serious problem. I'm right. never going to be on here again. So right. I guess this, this this year in 2019, recently, he was on there and made some comments, I think, about police brutality or something. The lady that got shot in her home. Yes. Uh, that's what he was talking about. And I think she was from Texas. He's from Texas. Yes. Yeah. Fort Worth or something like that. Yeah. And so they, again, chose to edit out his comments. So when it came to the broadcasting of the show, his comments had been edited out. And he just spoke up and was like, I can't, I can't do this. You're trying to not address issues that affect people like me, people that support your network, support your award show, purchase your music, whatever, whatever. And I just cannot sit back and not say something about this again. So I'm like, hallelujah, thank God you guys right. are finally, standing finally standing up and having a spine. Now, I don't know how much support these boycotts are getting the one of the word network um the support has not really been there because there's more of the <laughs> what's the term you use meritorious meritorious manumission butter biscuits <laughs> the butter biscuit award <laughs> the butter biscuit you must be a Boyce watkins <laughs> Fly Nubian Queen Watcher. I have seen. I have. I, I, I've. I've heard that on there before. Yes. Yes, I absolutely. have. Absolutely. And so it is so on. Yeah. So yep. I don't know how much support they're getting, but they should be getting support. Yeah. 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 I I saw him. Uh, I saw Kirk Franklin when he did his Instagram post, and I was like, and I shared it, and I said I'm with him, but I don't know if we as a people if we are even know what boycotts are because are we still supposed to be boycotting Gucci? <laughs> What has happened with that? You know, you know, you know, let me let me let me let me just say this. Let me say this about the word boycott. Black people have been boycotting for years. And it's not that it's anything wrong with that, but it's we boycott so much. Okay. We say the word boycott so much and really don't stick to it so often that it has desensitized the word. Yeah, it doesn't hold it don't even really mean It that. doesn't bring up fear that it should in people. <laughs> yeah. like, because we don't stick to it, and if we actually did stick you know, to it, like, it'd be powerful, but we don't. It's like, it's like you know, there, you know, there's like, a, a, let's say, this person just happens to be a white store, store owner, and then the black man says, you know what, this is ridiculous, I'm going to boycott you. And the white guy says, okay, see you next week. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> See you next week, player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to sit out maybe a week or two. And I have to say, I've been guilty of it, too. Oh, and like, I, I let's think take, most of us have. For example, the Gucci thing, Karen, that you mentioned. And in my mind, I'm like, of course, heck no, I'm not going to buy Gucci. And of course, you know, I'm not buying Gucci clothing because they don't make Gucci for my juicy behind. But mm -hmm. I love me some Gucci fragrances. Oh, it's and they, so, they got it on lock. They got right. it on lock. And on lock. you know what I'm saying? They got it on lock. I got buy it, it for my husband because there's some of them that I like. And, then, and I didn't think about it first. I'm like, oh, I am still supporting that brand because mm -hmm. I like their fragrances, mm -hmm. even though I'm not putting my behind in their clothes. Mm -hmm. But I have been supporting their fragrances. Yeah. And I really had to think now, I have not purchased any since the whole brouhaha. <laughs> Because I have plenty, but yeah. I, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, when my bottle of X runs just, out, just am I not going to buy it? <laughs> so yeah, so I have, been, I have been guilty of not supporting 
the boycott as I guiltily squirt on my ex. Well, yeah, no pun intended by guilty, because that's you know, you know, if you know, if you know Gucci, I'm not gonna say the G word, but um, so yeah, we are not faithful at boycotting you know and, and boycotting has so many levels to it you know it's kind of like we laugh but but we laugh at the truth so it's like you know let's say for example i have a certain fragrance that i, I like to i like to uh rock uh john barbados i have a, a several of his fragrances but the thing of it is if he comes out and use the n-word or something like that i'm being i ain't buying no more of it but i ain't throwing away what i got Name into that, <laughs> and I'm a, and I'm gonna just use it every night. I can and get behind that. I'm gonna yeah. spray on it every other day. I don't put it on every day anymore. Because Ti, uh, I like I said, I don't have cable, but I can watch YouTube clips or whatever. Oh, yeah. And so oh, yeah. Ti, when that came down about the Gucci thing, he was like, he took all of tiny stuff, threw it away. He took the kids and stuff and threw it away. And he said, "That's my brand new stuff." He said, "We're not having this in this We're household." This this and household. then he even. Um, <laughs> oh, I guess he got also got mad at uh, which they it was kind of an invasion of privacy. Uh, TMZ uh, got a hold of the autopsy report from his sister's car accident or whatever and put it on TV. So he was like, I'm not dealing with TMZ anymore. And then he even charged the Deltas. He's like, Delta, stand up. He's like, you don't mess with them either. So I was like, wow. What did the Deltas have to do with that? She was a Delta. His sister was a Delta. Okay, I was going to say, what's that connection? Okay. Okay, so we're kind of veering off the topic a little bit as we have intention to do. So much going on. But there's just so much going on. So then you have that, and I had um, sent a text to you guys about this docu-series on Netflix that I just happened upon because it kept appearing in my, you know, recommended for you. And so, and it's called The Family. It's a five-part docuseries on Netflix called The Family. And I encourage everyone to watch it because I was just mesmerized for all five episodes. And what it's about, it's about this, like, shadow organization Mm -hmm. that a lot of politicians are a part of that if you're not in the know or watch this thing, you would never know exists. And they're called the family. They're also called the foundation. It's the group that's behind the national prayer breakfast that's put on Mm. every year. Mm. So it's that group. And it's this like creepy shadowy group that started like in the thirties. And it's this group of people that they hide under the guise of Christianity to try to affect policy and they're kind of like kingmakers and you know it was really interesting to show like and there was this one gentleman and I think his name was David Coe who had been the leader after the initial leader from the 30s had died off and then he took it over and how he's been this like shadow figure and he's like photograph he's now deceased he died a few years ago but he was like this shadow figure that you see him photograph with presidents um republican and democrat Mm -hmm. and how they go all around the world dabbling in like political stuff and it's like creepy in that they say that they're a christian organization but it's all about power it's not about christ it's about power and how they control and manipulate politicians and policy you know what that reminds me of when you were describing you know that organization or association uh the cope brothers 
come to mind. Yeah. The Koch brothers are just, they. you just described them. And they That's are what, probably in this they organization. Are extremely powerful. Yes. They have put presidents in the office, and it's like, they, they are the dude, those are the guys that cannot, and a person, you know, it is what it is. They don't yeah. have to even say it. Absolutely. Very, very and, you know, they <clears throat> literally have, with this organization, it's almost like a fraternity yeah. of sorts. Yeah. There's literally this house, and there's like a couple of houses and apartment complexes where these, like, politicians like and wannabe politicians stay and live and it's like a fred house and like they do chores and it's like so cult-like and creepy that i definitely recommend everyone to watch this because it also ties into uh our discussion about evangelicals and you think okay so there's supposed to be a separation of church and state so what is this tie here and when you watch this docu-series, you kind of, I had so many different aha moments. Like, ah, this makes sense now. Or that makes sense. Yeah. yeah you know, because of this shadow organization. And, you know, and I think that there are more organizations out there like that than we are aware of. You know, some are bigger than others, you know, but uh, there's a lot of controlling going on. And the premise behind you know, all of these organizations is the almighty dollar. Yes. The almighty dollar. Power you know, and you know, control for example, and money. Like, for example, and this, again, this is just another whole subject, but I'm going to use this as an example. You know, it wasn't that long. It was really more recent. I would say within the five, I'd say within the last six years that I learned that prisons can, are publicly traded where you can actually buy stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, from companies that own prisons. It's big business. Oh, you didn't know that. It's oh, man. big business. Yes, yes. It's, they they kind of talk about that in the, in the 13th, yeah. in that documentary. They're publicly traded. They're publicly traded. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, you know, if, if a prison is going to exist, it has to be filled up with bodies. Yeah. And what bodies are they going to have the in there? Because it's the privatization of prisons, yeah. that, that whole yeah. thing. Yeah, publicly traded. Yeah, you have to have bodies in there to do yeah. the work. Exactly. That's, because that's, they that's are like, like business, right. they're like factories, and that's just with like, free labor. And I'll even say this, not to not to throw them under the bus, but I'm gonna call it like it is: DCFS. Mm -hmm. If they ain't got children, you know, to place, then they they go defunct. I don't know if they're non for profit. That's a warm and fuzzy word today, mm -hmm. but uh, same thing. Well, it's a state uh, funded government agency. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what that is. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I think it's just it's just all kind of organizations out there and secret societies, you know, that that really infringe upon um, they prey upon certain people. And, mm -hmm. you know, when, when, when we do these shows and, and, and even, you know, when we're talking to people out, you know, in different places and stuff, you know, me personally, like I don't never I never want to come across like, you know, they always beating down the black man. I just can't get a break. But I am going to call it like it is. I'm not saying, woe is me. You know, God has blessed me. But what I'm saying is, I am going to call racism, racism. Speak the truth, brother. Say that. Speak it. I believe I'm I just did. Right there I with you. I'm right there with you. And, uh, me too. I don't necessarily, I'm not a complainer, but if something isn't right, oh, best believe I'm going to rise up and say, you know, I don't care if you're president of the United States. Wrong is wrong. I'm going to check you. You got to. You got to. So then how do you deal with that when it rears its ugly head 
in the church and in Christendom? You know, I think here, here's the thing. Every, most black people that I know go to black churches. So there's not a, I know some that go to interdenomination, you know, well, 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 let's say mixed churches with different, you know, different um, ethnicities in there and everything. Uh-huh. But when it rears itself on, a, on, on the grand stage, you know, where you got, you know, the white evangelicals that are, you know, we're all just one. We're all, you know, God's children. But when it when Trump comes down, they're like, hell, you know, you can see that whiteness. You can see that racism just come out of them, you know. And it's like, man, I have never, I can remember uh, when President Obama was elected. I have never seen so much racism just walk out the closet. Mm-hmm. And, and here's what you got to understand. This was always in them. It was just masked. It didn't lie dormant. They just didn't allow it to come out. But when this black man, he wasn't even 100% black. Half black man. took. I know that spot. was the amazing thing. It's like, did you it's people like, forget, forget that he was his half white? white? His mother is He's white. He's not even all black. But, you, but, but it's that old rule. If you got a drop of blood, you... You know what I mean? And, 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 black and, and black. Well, his hair is curly. His hair is a little curlier than mine. So, But the thing of it is, is I've never seen it just come out. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was talking to a, 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 a Caucasian preacher one time, and he was just like slamming Obama. And I, you know, and I don't really like to, this was at work, and I really don't like to talk that at work. But I said, I hear you. I said, so, so what is it that you don't like about him? What's, what's, going, what's going on? You know, and he went sideways, he went that way, and he went that way. But he never could give me anything head on. And I was like, nice talking to you, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, and I feel like Trump has just given them a license to just act any old kind of way. And if it co- if it's coming from the White House, then it's got to be right. It's it's just like um, it's just like Jatan said. He is their white messiah. Our time has come. How many black presidents have you had? You had a half black president and right. lost your mind. Right. Lost your mind. Clinton was ours. Oh, oh my God. You know, I don't claim Clinton anymore. You can have Clinton. Clinton. And I don't. I Clinton look at Clinton in a new light. Oh, no, 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 no. Man, Big no. Willie. <laughs> Let's get. That's. <laughs> So how do you guys, what do you guys think of when you hear about, like, other scandals? There's a whole industry, because, you know, now there's there's new media. We're getting our media from, you know, anybody can, like, pick up their phone and, and become, like, a vlogger and get a YouTube channel and, and this and that. So we're getting all, all these uh, new forms of media. And one new form of media, which I think I find a little bit troubling is that there are vloggers that are making really healthy livings and their whole shtick is talking about church drama, church scandal. There's like at least three of them that I could name, which I won't because I don't necessarily want to, you know, draw anyone to their platform. But all they talk about, literally their whole YouTube channels are totally about scandals in the church like uh pastors that are secretly gay pastors that are having affairs like pastors having babies out of wedlock with church members and that their whole channel is like exposing this and there's this one guy in particular 
who he really truly thinks that he he feels like he's doing the work of God by exposing these people and to that I say I think with any of these like drama channels regardless of what the topic is I just have this you know kind of you reap what you sow whether you call it karma whether you call it you know the boomerang theory of what you put out comes back to you I just think when you're just putting out all this negative stuff it's just toxic but I mean what do you think of channels that are just that are dedicated to this and then recently within the last month it was like the talk of YouTube Instagram you name it with this pastor Wilson who they put out like well he didn't put it out I don't even know if he was aware that he was being videotaped but he was performing (laughs) a sex act on a woman extensively as they said and I mean everyone talked about it and when you hear these things then people immediately make comments like see that's why religion is fake and and them fools ain't about Mm -hmm. nothing and it just makes they try to to lump all Christians into these scandals and it's not right I mean I think I think um, you know I'm not gonna say they were the first ones to do this but the biggest one out there now is TMZ to me TMZ they don't just talk about scandals but they try to get up in there you know and they try to put it out there and so the thing of it is you got people that have been looking for their platform I have to be good at doing something you know what do you do well I gossip so you know start a show and just start gossiping you know and and so it it it, it doesn't give it it's not there's nothing good about it what I'm saying it doesn't build up anything or anybody it's just people putting things out there you don't even know if it's true anyway. well it, and it's trying to capitalize off of somebody else's is, uh, misery they're, or they're shame or hurt yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah. but my thing is all this stuff i was like pastors are people too so to me i mean i'm i'm born again christian and and i i um you know love my church and all that stuff but my thing is I have I already have a relationship with God mm-hmm. so me going to church isn't or, or not going to church is not gonna rock that mm-hmm. so you can't put those people on pedestals so to speak I guess yeah, yeah. Th- because you're gonna be disappointed every time so in that respect everybody makes mistakes we all deserve redemption you know like the Bible says he who has cast the first stone you know anybody without sin cast the first stone and everybody's sitting there nobody threw their rock okay so um, at the end of the day we've all had something going on whether or not it's been exposed or it's been swept under the rug but you can't give that stuff um, power or meaning because at the because then you're not being a Christian because God had everybody at the table, the stinky people, Jews, Gentiles, everybody. So we all have something and you can't be the judge. Only God is the judge and he knows everything, whether, you know, so. And, you know, as it says in the, in the Bible, there's nothing new under the sun. These scandals and these things have been always happening. And I think it just, it's made to seem like it's more of a prevalent problem because we live in the world of social media. Yeah. Instant, instant news, instant gossip that we're exposed to. So I don't think it's happening anymore 
than it's ever happened before. It's just that now there are just more ways to get the, the mm -hmm. word out there on the streets mm -hmm. about what's going on. And I think mm -hmm. we have to remember that too, that, you know, it's not more of an issue <laughs> with Christianity. These things have always happened. Cause like you said, we're all fallible human beings mm -hmm. and that's what you have to really remember. But what do you guys think about Kanye West, <laughs> his Sunday service, his new CD, which I haven't really listened to it. I've heard like snippets of a couple of songs and I don't know, Kanye just comes off as troubled. You know, I, I don't like to, I, I, I don't have the education to diagnose anyone's mm -hmm. <laughs> mental health, <laughs> but obviously he has some things going on and he's talked about himself being diagnosed as being bipolar and sometimes he'll take his medication, sometimes he doesn't. He's just been very troubled, especially since the death of his mother. Mm -hmm. And I just think he's a troubled soul and I think he's trying to work through some things through his spirituality with this church that almost looks cultish. I mean, it's just, it's weird. What do you guys think? And if he brought his church service to Peoria, would you come? I would not go. I wouldn't um, go across the street even if it's free. The thing, the thing with, the thing with, when I think of Kanye West, this is what, this is what I think of. First of all, he is an absolute prolific music producer. He really is, and to me, that is the that is his biggest contribution to the world. He's an incredible music producer. He really is, and he kind of, you know, not not to get you know off a little bit, but his background really was computers, and he used to make uh, sounds for computer games. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, "Hey, that sounds kind of good." So so he just kind of veered off into producing music. You know, mm -hmm. Chicago, Illinois. The thing with him though is, he is troubled. Everybody, I think, can agree on that. But he wants constant and total and undivided attention. He wants you to pay attention to him. And there's been some things that has failed, like his clothing line and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And he just, he just, he's not going to, he just can't, he's not, he has not been the same since. No, I just think he wants to remain relevant Constantly, at all yeah. costs, whether it's Sunday service, whether it's his wife, That's the what kids, whatever. What so, yeah, I, I to me... <laughs> He's just a non-issue. Uh -uh. <laughs> I don't know, but I think it really speaks to the fact that I think the people that attend his Sunday services, I think mostly they're going for the experience. They're going to see Kanye West. Oh, yeah. You know, they're 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 treating it like it's a concert, which basically it is it because is from what sorts, I've heard, yeah, there's, yeah. No, there's no real preaching or word. It's just all... Um, gospel songs and some songs of his and, and other right. um, non-secular artists right. that that um, that yeah. they've just kind of flipped yeah. and made it gospel so it's like a show if you if you go to it with that mindset that I'm not really getting a church experience this is not going to necessarily give me a closer relationship with God going so I think if you keep it in the context for what it is then it could be, you know, something fun to attend. But for the people that are taking this seriously, and even him, like, this is a church. This is this is a growing thing. No, it, it's really it's not. not. It's not a church. You know, it's not and, a church. And some of the things that he's done, you know, Kanye West. And this again, I'll go back to this. This is really what I don't understand about the guy. Why don't you just stick to producing? You can stay relevant for like ever. 
I mean, he's he he is really a good producer, and and when he came out, there was nobody like him. You know what I mean? But he wanted to, you know, he jumping up on the stage, you know, taking the mic from Taylor Swift, and it's like, yay, come on, man, what are you doing? You know, and so he there's this constant. He wants this constant attention. I can tell you this: he didn't take his medication when he went to go see Trump. <laughs> oh my goodness! I can tell you that right now. He was like, or he didn't take he didn't take it all. I mean. Come on, man. The and what, do you, what do you think about him being a, a Trump supporter? And now he's like really incorporating into these church services yeah. political stuff and saying that black people need to leave the Democratic Party and, you know, the Republican Party is is the future and, and blah, blah, blah. So he's putting politics, even mixing it with this uh, so-called church service. I think I think what he's doing, you know, in, in that uh you know that particular part of what he's doing is very receptive. You know, I think I think Trump supporters are very receptive. Look at Kanye West. Well, look at look at Kanye West. You know, and and you know Trump's loving it. You know, Agent Orange is loving it. So it's like um, you got Kanye West. He's doing. He's just so busy. He's just so all over the place. And if you ever get a chance to, and you probably both have seen it, when he goes to see Trump, he is all over the place talking about all kind of stuff. What are you doing? I mean, and it's like you're 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 just you're just a buffoon, man. I mean, you're you're absolutely like to say he's cooning would be extremely understated. Like you're on some special kind of coon level, you know. And it's 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 what it's he's it's, just he's just out there. He is. He's very and, he's and, it's, and it's so you can really see it. You know, he's it's really he is really un you know. And but the thing about it is as ill as he is mentally and mental illness is a very serious thing very not to make light of that but not as, at all. As, as as bad off as he is mentally he still knows how to use his celebrity to stay relevant yeah he half you know it's kind of like the half the half crazy dude is the worst dude yeah. Because he, he is selling those ugly sneakers. Ugly, yes. Like he's, I think his company made close to a billion dollars. <laughs> not his company, because I think it's a, it's in conjunction with Adidas like a, or, like or another company. Or yeah. It's made close to a billion dollars on those ugly. I call them dad sneakers. <laughs> so. Wow, man! <laughs> wow. But it just goes to show that there's like just so much different levels of crazy that it seems like mm -hmm. that's out there mm -hmm. with Christianity. And I just want to, um, as we wrap this show up, Karen made excellent points when you said that your relationship has to be with God. Right. You have to make it personal with your prayer life, with your right. meditation, with your studying of the word, whatever religious faith that you are. And you can't look at people because any one of us is subject to doing something dumb at, at any moment because we're human right. beings. So I think, yes, we've all fallen short and we will continue to do so because we are just, you know, spiritual beings, but we're living this human experience. And I think you have to remember this. Stop putting these pastors on pedestals because mm -hmm. I see so many in so many different churches across denominations and regardless of race how these pastors are elevated to the point where okay who are you worshiping are you worshiping mm -hmm. your pastor or are you mm -hmm. supposed to be worshiping God mm -hmm. so I think you have to like 
keep your eyes off people and keep your focus on who you're worshiping and you can maintain a healthy spiritual balance when you hear all the craziness what do you think about that michael and how do you uh maintain your faith in a world that seems to have gone mad you know just sticking to the basic biblical um you know teachings that were instilled in me as a child you know all the way from sunshine band sunday school and up you know and and you have to stick with that because like you said there's nothing there's nothing uh new under the sun but at the same time uh the world has changed on so many levels and you just have to realize that's just like you know when it comes to like for example fashion there's so many fat you know styles and uh, that come out and fads that come out you have to realize not all of them are for you though you, you can't get into everything you know what i mean so that that's how i do it and i think you have to really um I don't think you, I think you have to consistently go back to the basics. Absolutely. Back to the basics. And, and I know in my household, <laughs> we were, I mean, church was for first and foremost, then school. But, um, you know, if you didn't get your, if you didn't go to Sunday school, you didn't do anything the rest of the week. <laughs> so that's how, it, that's how it was at 405. So um, I think we need, uh, and we had a healthy fear of the adults. <laughs> Um, I think we need to go back to that. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of the things that are going on are, um, you know, people who are unchurched and have never mm -hmm. even studied the word. Mm -hmm. And so now you've got crazy up there at the White House, uh, you know, talking about Colossians and, and uh, <laughs> what is it, 2 <laughs> Corinthians? And I said, you know he hasn't set foot or read the Bible. Okay, so you know, I was wow, like, ooh, man. we might need to go to the mountain wow. for him. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So, um, so yeah, so I think that um, if we go back to the basics where, um, you know, having a um, – you know, a Bible-based up, upbringing mm -hmm. is something that we need to try and, and revisit. Definitely. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for touching on these, of all things, hot topics <laughs> in the world of Christian dev. It's yes. what I've called it. Yes. So for you guys out there listening, I always say you can join the conversation and participate by giving us a comment on our Facebook page. Also visiting the website, gethappywithjay.com. Thank you as always for listening. If you're out there and if you are a listener, if you are in the central Illinois area and you want a seat at our table as a guest, then please reach out to us. We would love to yes, have you on yes, the show. Yes. If there's any particular topic that you want us to address, um, any subject, it might be a book you want us to review, a show that you think is interesting, or a movie that you want us to check out, let us know these things and we'll be happy to do it and discuss. So we want to hear from you guys. Absolutely. In the meantime, as we wrap up, and I say thanks again as always to Karen Wilson and to Michael Hurt, thank my you. amazing co-host. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Until next time we meet again, please do something to make yourself happy. It's not selfish, it's self-care. Take care, everyone, and keep the faith. Tell me